I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. Today, we not only have an expert in her field, but we also have one of our speakers for the Escape Conference joining us today, and that is Ginny from Ads Uncorked. Hi, Ginny. Hi, Cassie. Thanks so much for having me here today. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. Um, I have been following along. I, we've even um, bought one of your courses for the conference. So um, we we know a lot about how you work, and um, I want to hear it from your mouth. So tell me what your expertise lies in. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the owner of Ads Uncorked, and we are a Facebook ad agency that grows specifically e-commerce brands to multi-six and seven figures with Facebook ads. We also work with a number of course creators and people who are looking for lead generation. Uh, but yeah, really excited to chat with everybody at the Escape Conference about everything Facebook ads. Yeah, I want to hear, um, you know, from a person who is not an expert in the ad space, especially like social media ad space, I want to hear a lot. Um, what I'm most interested about is like how the ever-changing things of like meta and like all of those things, how it impacts you and are you have you found a space that seems to be steadfast or are you ever changing as well? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, what's really interesting about Facebook ads is that over the years, you do have to pivot and find new things that are working, but there are some kind of trends that carry with us over the years. So it's interesting that the things I'm seeing working in my clients' Facebook ads this year they look very different than what was working three, four years ago. So often I'll hear from people, oh, I ran ads back in 2019 or 2020, and they're just not working anymore. So we definitely have some pivots that we've had to make in the industry over the last couple of years. But what I'll say is the, the big hiccup for us was really iOS 14 that happened a couple of years ago. It really changed the way that we that Facebook can track data and what information uh, can be shared basically with your ad account. But uh, there are definitely some pivots that we can that we can make to overcome those. Oh, nice! It's it's nice to have somebody in your corner that understands the language of all of it too, because I think that that's for me at least. You know, that's a huge hurdle is just feeling like, where do you even start? Um, so, and that kind of leads me to my next question. So, um, we have taken your course, and it it's so easy. We um, and when I say we, I'm talking about Ali and I, the co-founder of the Escape Conference as well. That she and I both follow you very closely. Um, and we were working through the course um, and something we had both taken somebody else's course before and it was so hard to follow. Um, and I just want to commend you on how easy it was and how um, attainable it was for somebody who didn't have a lot of experience. So I do appreciate um, you making the courses. So um, I'm going to say dumbed down for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad. That's great feedback. I'm glad that it was easy to follow. I I do what I can to kind of take a step back and realize that not everybody's brain works in Facebook ad lingo. And um, <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoy breaking it down because it can be overwhelming. And the thing is too, when you jump inside of ads manager, it changes, it, it changes all the yeah, time. And it's, it feels like by the day, Yeah, like I, I get a grip on something and then it's, it's looks totally different. Just like the actual visuals of it are different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So how do you, do you have a lot, do you hear a lot of that from your clients of just like, oh crap, like you said to go here, but it's not there anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, you know, we manage ads for most of our clients. So many of my clients don't actually even jump in there. So they don't know. I get to take care of the headache and (laughs) they don't even have any idea, but clients that I work with in more of like a one-on-one capacity, or if I do any kind of consulting with them, absolutely. That's one of the, the, biggest things that they'll complain about is that things just weren't where they were even a month ago. 24 hours prior. Yeah. <laughs> so how, um, how did you become the, the expert on, you know, Facebook ads and things like that? Where, where did it all, how did it all lead to here? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I actually used to be a math teacher. That was my mm. first career. I taught uh, middle school and high school level math and I really loved it, but I, invested my heart, my soul into it. And I burnt out really, really, really fast. And I thought I'd be a forever teacher. Like it's just Mm -hmm. teaching is ingrained in who I am and I absolutely love it, but I, I burnt myself out and I knew that I needed to pivot and find a career that would allow me to take care of myself, to take care of my family. I have a son who was born with some extra special medical needs and I just needed something that would allow me to to work basically for myself from home. And I, I could have worked out of the home too, but it, more or less, I just needed something that would allow me to put my family first if I right. needed it. So I, at the time, um, when I left teaching, I went back to school for social media marketing and I created a little uh, kind of side hustle business from home, actually making custom farmhouse tables. I don't know if you knew that about wow. me. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was my first pivot into the entrepreneurial oh, world. Wow. Yes. I made custom. Are we talking like six foot tables, like dining tables? Yeah. yeah yes. Oh, <laughs> I am also like, are you, were you making them? Yes, I was. Yeah. I am also like, I am a woodworker. Like oh, I, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So whenever, um, so we're a military family, we move constantly. Um, and every time we move, I always joke because the movers arrive and they're like, sir, where would you like your tools? And he's like, I don't know. They're hers. <laughs> like they always, default like they're my husband's tools but they're all mine like yeah. I am the like handy woman in this house oh that's <laughs> so funny yes yeah so <laughs> I get right, it. Not but I love that connection because yeah. you don't find it very often like anyway go ahead right, right yeah so I I started making tables it was really good for me to use my hands and that was kind of a form of self-care for myself and uh simultaneously went back to school and I started marketing these tables and learning about Facebook ads and social media and SEO and how can I how can I get this product in front of people who want it? And then I very quickly realized that I had the ability to sell more tables than I could make, which was was an interesting place. And I'm like, you know what? I think this Facebook ads thing could potentially be more lucrative and less manual labor than than going all in on being the customer. And gosh, like now with the the price of all the lumber and stuff, it was like the best pivot that you've made. Yeah, yeah, completely. I know my husband and I joke that, you know, like if I tried to start that up now, there's no way it would be. It must have been, it was in 2016. um, I had our first daughter at home and my husband was deployed and I started flipping furniture. So I was um, buying and like refacing or um, putting new tabletops on it and things like that. That's how I got through the deployment. And I, I called them nap time projects, but it was so affordable at the time to do that. And at the, you know, back then before like flipping was cool, um, you know, I could get stuff for free off Facebook marketplace constantly and then sell it for a profit. So that's, that's kind of 
how I started. So I can, yeah, I, I think about that now. And I'm like, people are selling like literal garbage on Facebook Marketplace for like $350 now. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's it's funny. So so we were, we were literally both uh, flipping and building at the same time. Then. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. Mm -hmm. oh, I love mm -hmm. that. Um, okay. So where did, did you go to like a formal university or did you take courses online? When you said you go back to school, yeah. how did that, how did that come about? Yep. So I actually just went to a local community college and I got a certificate in digital marketing there. And to be honest, the information I learned there, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it. I didn't learn a whole lot, but what I did gain was confidence. And I gained confidence in uh, pitching myself and figuring out that I can learn new skills if I really put my mind to it. So then from there, I started applying at a whole bunch of local agencies, startup companies, and I got my feet wet right away with jumping into agency life. Um, I did that for a few years and then pretty quickly kind of raised up uh, my rank within these agencies and realized that I could make an agency of my own. I was running it for everybody else. And so I figured I could, I could make my own. Agency. You're like, why, well, why don't I just be my own boss? Right. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> fast forward several years. And then that's how Ads and Court came to be. Uh, I now have a team that works underneath me. I've got a team of four wonderful women who are really dedicated, hardworking, and they pour into my clients just like I would. So do you feel that your, um, your certificate holds weight? Like I, I understand that, that maybe the value of the course, um, may not have been there at, you know, after you did it looking back, but do you think that being able to say that you're certified, um, is helpful in the marketing part of your business? To be completely honest, no, I've oh. never, I've actually never, ever never used mentioned it. it to mention it to anybody. I think my client results speak for themselves. And at the end of the day, that's what I find people care about. I've, I've actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned to anybody. I have a certificate in, you know, social media marketing from this college. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, yeah, I've never actually talked about that. I think it's, it, you know, cause it's always so curious. There's, there's usually like two avenues of people, people that are DIY or like figure it out on your own and then like the formal education route and yeah. each of them tend to have like a pretty solid stance on like what what is best so that's that's why I asked I was just really curious mm -hmm. to know if yeah. you felt like it held anything um so now how did it tell me about ads uncorked like how did that where did the name come from how did you come up with that yeah so at the time um my husband and I were on a really clean eating kick, uh, kind of making everything from scratch. And we had cut out alcohol as well for a while um, due to some potential infertility issues and was told to kind of clean up our diet, whatever. And anyway, we ended up finding there was a specific brand of wine that was organic and was something that uh, that we decided to reintroduce into the diet. And <laughs> We just were, we were just on a really big wine kick at that time. Um, and so we had found one that we really liked and uh, literally the name just came from there. So I actually was really hoping that it came from something to do with wine, to be yeah. honest. So yes. I'm happy to hear that you like, you fulfilled that for me. Thank you. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and also it's kind of just the idea too, that uh, for so many people, they feel like Facebook ads, marketing in general, it's this big, heavy topic. It's, it's mm -hmm. scary and it can be a really uh, intimidating just an intimidating thing to even dive into for your business. And I really just like the visual of uncorking that, opening up yeah. that can of worms, being able to explain it to people and show them that it's not as crazy uh, as a world as they think it might be. So yeah, it's kind of a little twofold there. Yeah. And then going back, you were saying that, you know, your results speak for, for themselves. Um, 
for those who are all up in your stories, like I am, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I will say, um, seeing you post screen shares of, um, you know, your clients' results and things, it is incredible. So can you break that down a little bit of like how you measure that and then what, what type of results you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. So for our clients, most of the clients we work with are in the e-commerce world. And so for those clients, it's really easy to be able to show how much money they invested and how much money they're getting out. And that's mm-hmm. one of the great things I love about Facebook ads is when you set them up correctly, you can see exactly what your return is. I feel like mm-hmm. one of the mistakes that business owners make is they boost posts and they think that they're running ads and then they're like, shoot, like I just blew a couple hundred dollars and now all I have is a bill to pay the Zuckerberg, right? you know? And um, so uh, one of the things we pride ourselves on and I'm just so adamant on is my clients have to know what their return is. They have to know how much money I'm generating for them every week, every month, every year, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, those numbers, they need to make sense. And I need to be growing their businesses in a way that's profitable for them. So um, yeah, to your question about kind of the results that I share Oftentimes on social, I'll share screenshots showing basically breaking down for people how much money was put into the whole ads machine, how much money came out, and basically the dollar return that it was for my clients. So for example, I think I shared a screenshot yesterday. I'm not going to get the numbers quite right, but it was probably around $112,000 generated for a client in seven days. And you could see that I had a six times return for every dollar. And I really like breaking that out for people so they can see, oh, hey, I, I, you can actually see that. If this is set up properly, you right. can see exactly the return. And even if you're not in the e-commerce world, I'll give an example of that. Uh, I'll do the same thing too for my service providers that I work with. You mm-hmm. can very clearly see, hey, we're running ads to an opt-in and maybe you've had 500 opt-ins this month coming in at $2 each. And you can, you can so clearly see those results. I, I feel like uh, ads manager makes it overwhelming. You jump in, you're like, what am I even looking at here? I don't know. But I, I really enjoy breaking that down for people that you can see those results and really troubleshoot your ads from there and make small little changes that can really make an impact on um, how far your money's stretching. Yeah. And have you found um, the people who say that they're Facebook ad experts are a dime a dozen, to be honest? You know, we see them all the time, but I will say that you give the most measurable results um, as as frequently as I would like to see them. And I, I wonder for somebody who wants to be an ads manager, um, what would be like a piece of advice that you would lend them? Because I, I imagine, you know, like say me, I, I have no interest in doing this, to be honest. <laughs> like I will leave that in your hands. But if I wanted to, um, and how can I, how do you even structure your pricing when you're getting started? when you don't have a client yet to be able to say like, oh, I know I can do this. Were you using the experience from your own small business Mm. to say like, see what I could do? Or um, how are you like structuring that? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So for someone who wants to become an ads manager, that's a great question. To be honest, I would probably, like how I got started with all this is I just connected with local businesses who I know needed help and who were willing to roll the dice and, and, take a chance on me for me to show what I can do. And then, and then from there I had results. But at the beginning, I didn't necessarily have results, but what I did have was uh, 
basically showing them what's different about me than the other ads managers, showing that my heart is truly in with every single client that I work with, that I'm really great at troubleshooting and that mm-hmm. if we're not going to knock it out of the park on week one with your ads, you better believe that I'm going to do everything in my power to kind of troubleshoot along the way and figure out what needs to change. So I would say to just figure out what what sets you apart in that regard. Yeah. And um, your, now correct me if I'm wrong, the course is, is called um, Ads in a Weekend. Yeah. Is it, am I calling that right? Mm-hmm. So that's the course that we bought. Um, and I will say that you, you touch on that too for, for us is to, you know, you're going to have to, do, especially if you're inexperienced, like there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve and troubleshooting about what's working. So um, we're at the phase right now within this of deciding what our budget is. Mm-hmm. Do you have recommendations? This is, I mean, this is also like I, I'm picking your brain to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah, like, go for it. <laughs> um, where where do you start with a budget for somebody who's who's doing this on their own or or is taking your course? Do you have recommendations um, in that space? Completely, yeah, for sure. So depends on if you're a service based provider or if you're product based. But I'll give examples for both. Um, if you are in the service space, what I would say is I. Personally, I would do everything in your power to get people on your email list and really nurture a group of people who you can retarget to via email and through Facebook ads and budget for that for growing an email list. You can do it for as little as five, ten dollars a day. You could also I also have people who are spending fifty dollars a day, clients of mine, because they're bringing in so many valuable leads. They're growing their Instagram following. They're getting DMs, people wanting to work with them. And so you know, you can really, you can do it in any range, uh, starting at $5. That would be really skimping by, but you could for sure do it. Like, <laughs> like I, can some, do it. I don't know that I would fully recommend it, but yes. you can. <laughs> yeah, you could. The thing is, and no matter if you're in the product base or the service based niche, the more you spend, assuming you have a strategy set up, the quicker you're going to get your info. So, you know, if you're willing, if you're willing to spend up to $15 a day and you know that you've got your ad set up that there's a strategy in place for your testing you're doing, do it because you're going to be able to get those results in a couple days versus if you were only spending five a day and squeaking along for a week, you might be kind of miserable with those results, especially if you're only getting like an opt-in a day, you're not going to be able to, to optimize. So uh, I'd always say save up and then, and then go ahead and and run your ads. Um, And and you specifically work, you mentioned a few times the e-commerce. So mm-hmm. tell me about your ideal client. So who, who are they? How long have they been in business and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And before I forget, Cassie, I just wanted to mention for product-based businesses, start those ads around $30 a day. Again, make sure you've got an ad strategy in place, but, um, but you want to put some more fuel behind it. It costs more to get people to shop than to opt into a freebie. Oh God, that that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to get them to actually purchase, you're gonna have to put a little bit more behind right. it. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as ideal clients go, we love, love, love working with Shopify clients. Uh, that typically shows us that they are invested in their business, that their business is at a large enough level that they've invested in that platform. Uh, and we work with people in a few different niches. I love working with what I call my mama baby brands. So they're typically millennial moms or we're targeting their kids, uh, shoppers ages 25 through sometimes even up to like 50 or so. Um, we'll sell home decor, clothing, subscription boxes, um, pet accessories, things like that. And kind of the, the big qualifier for anybody who's looking to run ads. So whether it's someone that I take on or even if you're running ads for yourself, I've 
got some advice in regards to when to consider investing. Uh, I really recommend that the brands that are running Facebook ads for their products are making several thousand dollars a month. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. And beneath that, it can work. It totally can work. It's just, you're not going to have the budget to hire that out. That's kind of the differentiator. And you also, so let's say you're only making $2,000 a month. It doesn't mean you can't run ads, but you're really going to need to be cognizant of all the other kind of um, like cogs that are fitting together to make this picture complete. So you'll want to take a look at your conversion rate on your website and shooting for a one to 2% bare minimum. It's kind of like, if you're not making, if you don't have a lot of volume, you really need to make sure your website's working efficiently. Yeah. Uh, you are clearly the expert on this. Cause I, I was like keeping up and keeping up. And then you're like, all, and I was like, okay, I'm, if it were me, I would just hire you. <laughs> yes. like, I, I hear you. I could like consume it all, but yep. then like implementation, I'm like, no, nope. I I'll let you know when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And if I, if I didn't, if I didn't simplify that enough, basically make sure you're making a few thousand dollars, several thousand dollars a month. If you're not making that much, you can run ads. You just have to make sure that your website's converting traffic, that when people come, they are buying because you don't want to waste your money on running ads to a website that might not convert traffic because Facebook right. and you, you absolutely simplified it, but I'm not kidding when I say that like the world of like Facebook ads is like so overpowering and, and exhausting to me that I was, I would, I very easily get overwhelmed in the space. It had nothing to do with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so with, with all of that said, you have to be in like one of the big, busier seasons, I assume with like shopping season, right ahead of us. Is that right? hundred percent. Yes. We're, we're uh, gearing up for war right now as I like to refer to it. It's uh, we've had um, actually, so we're, we're filming this right now and it is October. We've got clients that have been successfully running Christmas ads for weeks, weeks. And oh, weeks. Wow. wow. So you're like already doing the Christmas scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's wow. wild. It keeps kind of getting bumped up every year sooner and sooner. And I, you know, when I started doing this several years ago, it was like, okay, well, we'll wait until a few days before Black Friday. And now it's like, yeah. it, and here's the thing. I, I have, some of my clients will not start Christmas ads or Black Friday ads until well into November. So don't think that if you haven't started, there's no chance. It's just, again, it goes back to, you have to have such a great strategy in place to crush it. Yeah. And I do absolutely recommend ads during quarter four for the holidays, Black Friday, um, you just really need to make sure that you know what you're doing uh, and and basically that you're cultivating an audience right now that you can retarget to because that's going to be the key. If people want to crush it this holiday season, you have to have an audience to retarget to. So uh, do you think that when you're building out that strategy, I mean, are we, are we talking in like Q2 or when are we starting the strategy to, and then like, because if implementation is coming at the end of Q3, yeah. How early are we, are we planning this? Are, I mean, so like you said, we're recording in October. Um, the episode will also go live like in the next few weeks. So um, are, should they be preparing at the beginning of 2024 to like plan out what they're going to, how they're going to strategize for this season? Yeah, that's a great question. So let's say someone's listening to this podcast, even in early November, it's still not too late to cultivate an audience via Facebook ads but the sooner the better. So it's not like you need to prepare. It's not like in May, you need to be running ads so that you have people <laughs> to retarget to come Q4. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of, 
it's a matter of the, the sooner you get started, the better. But it's no to answer your question, it, you don't need to prepare five, six months in advance. But I'm recommending like everybody who is a client of mine, anybody who's on my email list, you'll see the content I'm pushing is get people engaging with your social content. You can run easy, simple ads to get people to engage with your content. They're really affordable. And that will basically become that warm audience that you can retarget to in October, November, December. Like we'll have clients whose Black Friday ads go live a couple weeks before Black Friday. So it's not, it's not mm -hmm. too late at all. It's just like if you do have a specific Christmas product or line, it's mm -hmm. not too soon. So um, with that, so are you still onboarding clients? Or would they, is this if they're DIYing? Um, sorry, just want to make sure I understand your question. So yes, I, I am onboarding clients. Our agency, um, we've got a wait list going right now, but, mm -hmm. um, but I am, we're onboarding a client actually next week. Um, but for DIYers, I would say the same thing too. You can, you can go ahead, get your ads up and running now, and you can still run them this Black Friday. You just need to make sure that you've got a warm audience to retarget to. So that's really running ads for video views, running ads for email list growth, getting people to your website, because we can reach all those people again with ads mm -hmm. in mind for Black Friday. Yeah, I was I wasn't very clear in my question. I, I you answered it perfectly. Um, I was just making sure that for the people who are like behind, what feels like behind, mm -hmm. like can they still reach out to you? Which you said yes. <laughs> so that's great news for for people like myself. They're like, no, I just want her to do it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us. So now you, you've told us everything that you're doing for your clients. Um, what's what's happening with you? Um, what do you have new coming up? What are what are you advertising? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm running ads right now for myself, for my email list. Full honesty, I don't typically run ads for my agency just because we're, we operate a lot off of word of mouth and referrals and, you know, we, we do well by someone and then they always have a few friends who would also love ads. Yeah. So I don't typically run ads for my business, but just decided to dabble with it a little bit and run some ads for email list growth, which has been really fun. It's been really cool to see uh, the Instagram number is rising, the number of DMs of inquiries rising, as well as my email list growing. It's, it's been, it's been oh, fun. That's fine. It's nice that you get like a little um, experiment. I'm not going to, I guess experimental is the word I do want to use, but where you can, because it's you, you can like play around with it yeah. and like do stuff a little bit differently than you might have to stick to, to more of a regimented schedule type thing with um, your clients. So that's, it's fun to have that release in the mix totally. of everything too, I'm sure. Yes. Yep. Um, so you said that our, you were on um, a healthy journey um, and you found this organic wine. Are we still loving our organic wine or do we have another drink that we prefer? That's a really great question. You know, mm -hmm. to be totally honest, we're not on as much of a clean kick as we were several years ago. Probably should because I felt my best <laughs> at that point <laughs> in time. Um these days, oh my gosh, my husband makes a really good brandy old fashioned and I mm. just love them. And heading into like the cooler weather here, it is the perfect, perfect fall winter drink. Yeah. So my, um, that's funny that you say about the, the temperature changing, right? Because um, I am typically like for, for three parts of the year, I am like a margarita girl. But when the weather starts cooling down and we start like wanting to get cozy, I like immediately transition to like spiked apple cider or oh. like a red wine mm -hmm. which I love and um the I'll have to tell my husband I don't know 
I, I want, I'm curious because he loves old fashions and I got him like a, one of those little like smoker things to put, <laughs> to smoke his old fashions. And I'll have to ask him if he does it with brandy or not. Cause he's a bourbon dude. Yes. Yes. I think it's a Wisconsin thing to do brandy. I think. Oh yeah. Brandy. So I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Indiana and brandy's in a lot of our winter cocktails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we go, this has been amazing and a wealth of knowledge. I will probably re-listen to this episode like three times and take vigorous notes. Um, but tell us where we can find you um, and how we can get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite place to hang out is over on Instagram and you can find me at ads uncorked. Awesome. Awesome. And your website is also ads uncorked, right? Just yep, ads uncorked.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course I'll drop all of this into the show notes and thank you again for being here. Um, as I mentioned before, Jenny's going to be at the escape conference in April um, and you can pick her brain there as well. Um, and we're very excited to have you and really looking forward to meeting in person. Um, and if you need anything, um, from Jenny, find her on Instagram and thank you so much. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. You guys, that's another episode of the mastermind mixer. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes for the perfectly paired drink that accompanies our conversation. It's like the cherry on top to a great story. And here's the deal. If you enjoyed our chat as much as we did, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's like giving me a virtual high five, which I'm totally down for at any point in time. Stay tuned for more amazing guests and their incredible stories on the Mastermind Mixer. I'm always eager for another round of inspiration, knowledge, and maybe a few laughs along the way. Cheers.